Alright, welcome to another episode of the Hot Grits Podcast. I'm Travis Janon, and with me as always is Spencer Maddox. Today, on episode 52, we will try and get Hawks head coach Lloyd Pierce fired before he does so himself. Uh, we'll talk about a Savannah native in Athens uh, playing for Georgia that got in some trouble for some really strange reasons. Uh, we'll recap that a little bit, talk some Daytona 500, uh, and a bunch of other stuff. Stay tuned. The 52nd edition of the Hot Grits Podcast. My name is Van Johnson. I'm 67, native of the city of Savannah. I'm pro go Let's go. That's all we need. Ain't nobody gonna rip like me, spit like me, flip like me, drop them hot grits like me, it's like me, just like me. Ain't nobody gonna rip like me, spit like me, flip like me, drop them hot grits like me, it's like me, just like me. Okay, Spencer, another episode of the Hot Grits Podcast is here. And we are in the midst of probably one of the greatest and worst and most devastating Hawks losing streaks of all time. Oh, These things matter a great deal in February. My God, dude. I mean, it's I, I texted you before the game that this was a must-win game, and I know that's ridiculous to say in February. But dude, if that if that wasn't a crushing loss, like I've been I've been on the fence about all these other losses. You said it was a bad loss against the Mavericks. You said it was a bad loss against, uh, I don't know, whomever. It was the it was, worst Pacers. loss of the year to the Mavs. Yeah, this one, I mean, it it was an opportunity to right the ship, and they just shit it away, dude. So many threes, man. So many threes. Julius Randle hitting an over-the-backboard circus shot. Uh, Julius a- Randle went for almost 50 in the garden, dude. Dude. <laughs> Against the Hawks, just of course. giving us the business, bro. Of course it's a career high. Dude. And, I mean, what's what's your feelings on this? My Lloyd, feelings Lloyd are Pierce, they're 11-16, Lloyd- and, and they've lost 7 of 10. They've lost and a Lloyd billion. And Lloyd Pierce stinks, and there's no they accountability. Gotta, they got to get him out of there, man. I mean, Lloyd Pierce, I've always thought he was a good coach. I still think he's like a good X's and O's coach and he knows his stuff but they're somehow running a fifth grade offense they're it's not getting stale. their it's stale. They're, it's stale they're not getting their best player in a position to shoot the ball well they're not getting their best players excuse me in a position to shoot the ball well you're relying on kevin herter and cam reddish of all people to take shots in meaningful moments down the stretch i think they were four for a billion and I the mean, elephant in the room the elephant in the Bruno in the room is the that Bruno he's not getting room. any play. I when I text you, we're recording this on Tuesday after they got boat raced by the Knicks and Julius Randle. I texted you on Monday night mid game. Yeah. Who is the key? Who is the missing piece? Who? Who? Bruno. Yeah, it's not DeAndre Hunter. Bruno Fernando is the missing piece. It's not Bogdan Bogdanovich. If he was getting the four to seven minutes that Okongwu is getting, those four to seven minutes would be lightning. Bro, let's let's talk about Okongwu for a second. What's your playoff seed? So you bring uh, my playoff seed? I want to know your playoff seed. I'm I'm keeping them at a seven. They're going to have to, I mean, at some point, they're going to have to win some fucking ball games, right? Like... Ten seed ceiling. Ten seed ceiling. Ten seed ceiling. So you don't think they're making the playoffs? And I won't change it again. No, well, if you're the ten seed, you're in that seven to ten playoff thing. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So you which think is even more wild than the Hawks situation is the NBA situation that they don't even have a second half schedule. Yeah. To which, I yeah. mean, it's an absolute I thought they, joke. I thought they would have come, like, come with that at some point, right? But soon. Well, I yeah. Mean, are they like the All Star Game stuff is nuts? We talked about. Yeah, they're gonna do that. The All Star Game that no one wants to play in in Atlanta, where the mayor just told people not to come to Atlanta for that. So that's interesting. Atlanta's a clown show, but that's why we love it. Yeah. What's just, your seed? I gotta write it down. I, a seven. 
seven. You're soft, bro. You're soft on these guys. They're three and seven in their last. Well, I, I'm I'm as soft as you can be when I'm saying that you got to fire your head coach. I mean, I don't want them to do that. I haven't wanted them to do that, but it, they got to shake something up, man. It it ain't looking good. It does not look good at all. And yeah, they're gonna be a ten seed forever. Losing this many games, and I mean, the injuries are what they are. You got to find a way to fucking win a game every now and then, dude. True, you have like, to. Like, and they're professionals. Yeah, but it just doesn't seem like they operate that way and not in the post game media and i know i make a bigger deal out of that stuff yeah but they don't operate like a team that's like urgent or that yeah they we want, i want to see some fire or somebody some be point. pissed off somebody yell yeah somebody at, get mad throw some gatorade bottles something not at the it's refs just, yeah be mad at your the hawks oh my like, god dude if i see once. danilo gallinari put his hands up like this one more time at the refs just like uh, you know, we're That's on radio. Great radio yeah, you can't see him. if he if he's just like what what one more time at the refs, I'm gonna break my foot off in someone's ass, dude. <laughs> I I was telling my mom that I was gonna have to start throwing shit at a TV, and she was trying to get me to calm down, bro. I was losing it. I called you two complaining about Bob Rathman. Yeah, uh, the play by play guy. Is... Well, we're getting after everybody on this, huh? Well, listen, when you when you are nobody's safe. When you are in the mi- no no, not when when they leave the farm. It's all hands on deck, right? It's supposed to be. Bob yeah. Rathman's supposed to be part of it. Yeah. But he's just happy-go-lucky going yeah. into a Dunkin' Donuts ad read as the team is falling apart. I will say it's read awesome. The room. It's awesome to hear Bob Rathman when we're winning games. It's terrible to hear Bob because Rathman. Because it's the same voice yeah. the whole time. Well, he's, he's just all shucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. All I am is old Bob. Yeah. Sitting next to Dominique Wilkins. Here. Make a shot, Kev. You're my, you're you're a top five wide player. We've established that. Make a shot, man. We need it. No, chance. we need it bad. No chance. Did you see Draymond Green's uh, presser after the game? Yeah, I heard about like I like I saw it after the fact. I saw it today, Tuesday. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, could not I, agree. I get it. I understand it. Should, should we? Should I let you explain? Yeah. What he said? So he's he's pissed off that Andre Drummond was pulled from the Cavs lineup before the game because they're Second going trade game. Yeah, they're going to trade him. Like they're going to trade him before the trade deadline, which is in March. Similar early March. Project, yeah, March 25th. March 25th. Okay. So he's mad that the owners and management can do this with absolute impunity. Nobody questions it. He still gets a game check. He doesn't get to play though. He doesn't get to do what he loves to protect him, to protect the asset so that they can trade him before the deadline. Is what it is. It's been happening forever. But no one comes down on the owners like they do the players whenever a player requests a trade deadline. And he he brought up James Harden's. I mean, James it, Harden dogging it. I mean, it was yeah, two and a half minutes of him going off on how players aren't treated. Players aren't treated um, the same way that organizations are. My right. response to that would be, duh. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what does he want? What does he expect? Obviously, I, I think he's directing this at the media, not at what else like is the new? NBA. Well, yeah. what else is new with Draymond? I mean, but he's entirely yeah. correct, though, right? He's like, correct. Okay, here, here, you can separate it like this, though. Draymond Green is right, and that's the way it should be. But since when is it a so great surprise to him that billionaires get things that millionaires don't? Yeah, hasn't that always been true? Yeah, aren't the NFL teams more important than the NFL players? Yes, I yeah. mean, aren't the Major League Baseball Major League Baseball treats its players like cattle? Yeah, 
They don't oh, give yeah. a rip. Oh, it's it's brutal about them. And the NBA, the NBA has it nice. And so Draymond, who was talking about James Harden dogging it sometimes at the back end of his Houston deal, undeniably true. Yeah. But Draymond wasn't exactly playing through pain last year for the Warriors when they were awful at the bottom of the standings. Yeah. But, I mean, so and that's because the team, the billionaires, knew what was best. Like they're not gonna. And the Cavs can't send Drummond out there if they're about to trade him in the next. Yeah, I'll day say this. And, that, if, and if, yeah, that sucks. If Drummond was coming out and saying "Free me," like I want to play, it, w- it would be one thing. It yeah. doesn't sound to me like Draymond Draymond's coming out in defense of Andre Drummond. I don't think that's what this is. I think it's saying, "Hey, when our guys want to go somewhere else, when you screwed up a situation so bad that they no longer want to be there." Which is what happened with James Harden. But I mean, that's some of that's on James Harden. Obviously, he was he had a hand in that roster construction. Um, but when he's saying that, it 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 is messed up what they do to these players because situations become toxic and the if, stuff about mental health is yeah, true too. Because it's, like you it's, become like it's not hard to for the media to frame a situation where it puts all the blame on the player and that type of thing sells like it always has. So I I think that he has a very strong point and he's right. Is anything going to change? Absolutely not. That's just, that's the way the machine goes and they sign up for that whenever they become rich and famous. And they they weren't like, I don't see anyone. I don't see anyone bad mouthing Andre Drummond. No. And I mean, it seems to me like this is a pretty cut and dry thing that's happened a hundred thousand times before. Yeah. You can't put the guy out. It's it's worse when you put the guy out on the court. Yeah. And then the whole world knows he's traded in the third quarter, but he doesn't find out until after the game. Yeah, and he did go on to say cite some uh, examples where Harrison Barnes was ripped off the court right. while he was playing. That He makes he makes some very strong and points. You remember in baseball, there was a time Wilmer Flores, a shortstop oh, yeah. for the Mets, was crying at shortstop. They left him in. The, they told him in between innings, you've been traded, then sent him back out for the bottom of the sixth to go play some short. He was crying. He was crying. The other guy ended up failing a physical. So the guy, so Wilmer got to stay in New York. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? <laughs> yeah, Wilmer Flores was on my fantasy team this year. He helped me to a, a second He's, finish. That's my all-time favorite, Savannah Sandnack. Really? Wilmer Flores. Dude, he had a he had an $800,000 signing bonus when he, he was here in Savannah as a 16-year-old from uh, from the Dominican. And everyone else was playing on like twenty five thousand dollars. Sixteen year old, air right, quotes. right, yeah, right. Yeah. But everyone else was playing like eating ramen noodles because they're in low A baseball and twenty five thousand dollars contracts. Yeah. Like they don't have any money at all. <laughs> and he's riding around in an Escalade as a sixteen year old. He just bought, <laughs> he bought it out, bought it outright with cash, dude. <laughs> Let's what a, go. What a legend. Takes um, all the boys to the bar afterwards. Yeah, he's the DD. Let's uh let's move on to something that perhaps hold on hold on hold on before we before we go okay. anywhere I, okay. I saw that I saw that you uh had some dark horse candidates for the Hawks job before we move on who well, would... you want to make fun of me for this is that what you're gonna no do? no I mean I I saw that on my doc you had Vince Carter and John Calipari they're those not, are two names they're not gonna hire Vince Carter why not they're not gonna do it why they're not, not? Gonna, they're not gonna do it Steve Nash got hired he had no experience yeah I, I, Trey wasn't is listening it Steve Nash is white is that why Trey. Trey wasn't listening to Vince Carter last year when he was actually on the floor Trey's with him. Not, Trey doesn't listen to anybody. Yeah. I mean, he's got to listen to somebody. That's who they got to hire is somebody that Trey will respect and listen to. Uh, I, I really like the idea of John Calipari. I think John Calipari wants out of Kentucky. Of he probably course. shouldn't. He's the cupboards dry now. Yeah. He, he probably shouldn't, but I don't know, dude. I, I uh, They've got Nate McMillan on that 
bench, <sighs> former Pacers. That's so boring. I know, extremely boring. But uh, that's that's who would be the interim head coach, like for sure. You know, they've already had some discussion about who they should hire. I would love for them to hire a college guy. Some bring well, somebody. I would in. have given anything for them to ha- be able to get Billy Donovan. Yeah, I I, lo- I loved Billy. You got to bring in an offensive minded head coach. You have to. Yeah, somebody that knows an offense. This is this shit sucks. I don't want to get back into it too deep, but like if they do it this year, are they going to be better? Um, yeah. Middle of the year, I, coaching I think so. change. If, like, if you could, if you could shake something up before the All Star break, yeah, I think you could, you could make a change. This, this, this stinks. Something, yeah, something stale. about this, something about this ain't right, dude. They don't, they don't look right out there. And uh, real quick, since like over a quarter of the year is gone, who's your MVP? Just if you had to name one person, LeBron. LeBron. I mean, I think that's the front runner. For sure. It's LeBron. I think Steph's going to win. Oh, God, I hope not. I think Steph's going to win. I mean, as long as he doesn't get hurt and they're going, they're about to hit their soft spot of their schedule. Dude, he's he's the best offensive player on the planet. And people forgot about that, like, quickly. We talk he's, about, um, well. He's going to score a billion points. They're going to win a bunch of games. And the narrative is going to be Steph brought them back from the dead. They're 14 and 12 right now, the eighth seed. I was about to say, yeah, they're the eighth seed in yeah, the West. But eighth seed, you don't win Winning the MVP. Winning a ton of games. They're you, two games over 500. Yeah, you don't, you don't win the MVP at the eighth seed, though. You win the MVP at the four seed minimum. They're, they're going to finish. Which is why Trey Young never had a shot. Yeah, mark my words. They're going to finish at the four or the third seed. And Steph Curry is going to win the MVP. I'm calling it right now. If that happens, if the Warriors climb to a three or four seed, I wouldn't doubt that yeah, Steph Curry he's gonna, wins the MVP. Yeah, I agree. Okay, let's move on um, to th- from things that people care a great deal about at the NBA yeah. to things that perhaps nobody has cared less about college basketball than this year. Is what it, a terrible is it year only for college you basketball, and I? man. Yeah, is it, are we the only ones that? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm saying like. Is the rest of the world watching college basketball the way they always have? No, or is no, it I don't just you so. and I that I are missing so. out here? Like, I don't think so. I mean, you haven't seen the coverage like you normally do on Sports Center either. Like, y- yeah, there's nowhere. just not. A, and like, we can do the whole. It's because Duke's not good, UCLA is not good, Kansas isn't great. I mean, like UNC is not good. UNC, yeah, no, Kentucky. I mean, yeah, Kentucky dude. is terrible. It's a garbage year for college basketball. So I mean, all the blue bloods. The NCAA is doing a committee ranking, a top 16, so the top four seeds in um, each quadrant of the bracket. Right. And they're releasing them uh, like the college football playoff committee does, so weekly right. rankings. Uh, Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, Ohio State, one seeds. Two seeds would be Illinois, Villanova, Alabama, Houston. Ugh. Not tough, a lot right? to talk about. And there. there was one ACC team in the top 16, right? One, the mighty Virginia Cavs. Shout out. Virginia. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Tony Bennett. And Who the might be the most boringest team in college Mo- basketball. Most boringest. Year to year. Most boringest. Year make, to year. Make the t-shirt. Yeah, most boringest team. They lost to the University of Maryland, Baltimore County one time as a one seed. UMBC. They also recently won a championship. They so won a natty. Yeah, yeah so we can't true. dog them too hard. That's true. That shit works. Like, that clearly works in college basketball. What? Lose to a 16 seed? No, 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 no. Just play, like, boring basketball and play defense and make a jump shot or two every now and then. That works. Dude, this is, this is comparable. The ACC is comparable to the SEC in football, I would think, in terms of dominance year to year. They've been... I mean, yeah. it's it's not a it's not a direct comparison. The ACC but, and Big Ten, yeah, 
are usually like vying for the best conference in basketball. The yeah. SEC is always the best conference in football. Yeah. But I mean, for if you break it down for like 30 years, Fair. who's the most dominant? Fair. ACC, SEC, right? Yes. Okay. To have one, and it's not even their typical best team, best teams. It's their, yeah, it's, it's their most boring product. Yeah. To have one in there. Man. Usually there's just, a Miami or a Florida State or somebody that's having a nice year. Yeah. Plus Duke, UNC, or, it, you know, like Virginia Tech's playing well. Like some, some team like that is the fourth team, NC State. Uh, but none of those. Teams and there, are there right. are some, there are some like cool storylines going on in college basketball. Cade Cunningham, the presumptive number one pick, playing at Oklahoma State. Yeah, that's cool. But uh, another thing that's just killed the momentum of this year is two of your top five guys coming from like the incoming freshmen in Jalen Green and uh, I forget the other guy's name right now. We, uh, they're playing in the G League right now. We dude. talked about that earlier. Yeah. actually, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, they're playing. They're playing in the G League, so a lot of the star power is gone. Uh, you still have the presumptive number one guy, but no star power, no blue bloods, pandemic year, shitty year for college basketball. They might be the most affected sport. Gonzaga, 19-0, Baylor, 17-0. They are the last two unbeatens uh, in the top 16. Gonzaga's clearly better than yeah, anyone else. Gonzaga's going if, if to... Very clearly. Now, I, I, confession, I ha- like I said, haven't watched a lot of college basketball. I haven't either. It doesn't take long. When you watch Gonzaga play this team, before. yeah. So shout out Greg Talbot. He made the move. He's a homer. Made the move right when they right when they're at nineteen and zero. He's peaking at the play. right time. Yeah, come playoff time. Uh, all right, you want a break, and then we'll come back and talk uh, Urban Meyer hiring and then uh, firing. Yeah, uh, Chris very, Doyle, very coach. interesting move. Weird move. Uh, didn't see that one coming because. Of course, when you hire a person, you don't expect to fire them. Right He's away. somehow one step ahead and one step behind, all at the same time. <laughs> right, just like we were, <laughs> just like we were trying to watch the Daytona 500, not yeah. knowing any of the rules. Yeah, uh, we'll talk all about all of that on the other side of the break. Stick with us. Hey Spencer, can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. If your tooth is hurting, who do you call? Where, what profession do you call? I think that'd be the dentist. You call the dentist, right? You don't pull your own tooth. No. If you have a problem with anything in your house, right. you need some home improvement stuff, you don't do it yourself. You no, call, absolutely not. Who would you call? Uh, I'm not sure, but I think you're about to tell me. I think I'd call Bewley Oaks Home Improvement in Savannah. That's B-E-A-U-L-I-E-U. Bewley Oaks Home Improvement in Savannah is your spot for anything home improvement. Inside your house, outside your house, on top of your house, below your house. Tony at Bewley Oaks is your guy. Call him 912 912- 667-5235, 912-667-5235. Call Tony and tell him the Hot Grits podcast sent you. All right, welcome to the second half. Now, uh, let's talk a little bit about what Coach's Corner has coming up besides the charity bowling match that all of you are looking forward to. And high this- noon, September or Sunday, February 28th, high noon, a.k.a. 1 o'clock. Uh, I knew. <laughs> yeah, the Tibet bowling lanes in Savannah. We'll be live streaming it. Um, in the meantime, before that, go subscribe uh, to the Rubbin' and Grubbin' NASCAR channel on YouTube. And then the coach and the AD, Carl Damasi and Chad Griffin over there at Coach's Corner. Uh, when you go to Coach's Corner, tell them we sent you. Uh, you can find them at 3016 East Victory Drive this Friday, Spencer. Yeah. Big time event for them. Yeah. Uh, Dwarf Mania. Good, good on us for doing that for the little guy. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> bring it, bring in them a little, a little more exposure. I, I see, love whenever you I see what you. Uh, yeah, I love, I love, uh, <laughs> I love, I love, dude. I love every time you say high noon. Uh, it makes it sound like such a showdown. It's like that, uh, that old western music. I wanted to play the. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Like a tumbleweed rolling yeah. by. <laughs> All right. Friday, February 19th at Coach's Corner. Extreme Dwarfinators Wrestling. Let's go. You, you heard me right. The promo poster itself is as electric as it needs to be. But uh, I, I think the most important thing about this is there seems to be a bunch of different characters here. We got yeah. a cowboy hat. Uh, we got a guy in like a coach's outfit almost. Yeah. Uh, like with a whistle around his neck and a stopwatch. That's his get up. That's his wrestling. The get up. poster is absolutely electrifying. <laughs> it's awesome. Dude. It's awesome. It's electrifying, dude. Me and you are both gonna be there. I'm planning on wearing a suit, smoking a cigar, and like acting like I'm taking bets. I've got a bunch of cash in my hand, like yeah, like an is. old timey bookie. Right yeah, by yeah, the yeah. ringside. One of the notebooks, like with the where the flat, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. vertical over. It. All right, twenty dollars, yeah. thirty dollars, forty dollars. Those are the ticket prices. General admission, ringside VIP. Where are we at? <laughs> Come on, dude. Stupid question. Stupid Come question. On, dude. VIP, you'll find us there. 8 p.m. Friday, February 19th at Coach's Corner. Uh, Extreme Dwarfinators Wrestling. Let's go. Let's dude. go one time. All right, uh, uh, Spencer, I wanted to tell you a story about a guy named Demetrius Robertson. You may have heard of him. Um, Big time name at Georgia, twelve catches. I have last year, twelve catches. So obviously, big time talent. Yep. Um, no, in all seriousness, this guy from Savannah Christian and originally from uh, my alma mater, Country Day. Yeah, has gone through the wildest, strangest college career ever, and he's gonna have six years of it because he's coming back next year, presumably now. Yeah. But this past- UGA said he'll be back. Correct. Yeah. They That's said usually they- good. Well, yeah, but so this past weekend in Clark County, which is famous for um, arresting a bunch of people in Athens, uh, Clark County releases a warrant for Demetrius Robertson's arrest because, Spencer, he damaged government property. Now, what does that mean? That means that he successfully removed a uh, parking boot from his car, from the wheel of his car, I guess. Which I already love this guy. Just, I mean, you say that sentence, I'm on board. Well, if anyone's ever had a boot, I got on their a bunch car, of problems with this. A well, bunch of problems. all right, all right. Go all ahead. Right. If anyone's ever had a boot on their car, dude, I have. Hand up, more than once actually. Bunch I never of have. Unpa- wood. bunch of unpaid parking tickets. I worked downtown for years, dude. That shit is so frustrating that they can just. First off, I have to pay to leave my car somewhere. Like it's like government land. I already pay taxes. Fuck you. That already pisses me off. Right, but you're gonna put a boot on my car, and now I can't go anywhere. That shit is infuriating. And there's dude. no way to get it off. So yeah. they tell you. So they tell you. But so D-Rob, they tell you. D Rob found a way to, to get it off, and for that, I say give him a plaque because yeah. that was more work than he did all of last season. Like I said, ten catches in twelve games. So yeah. Uh, my problem is, and we talked about this before we started recording. What on earth? Why does the parking boot? The Clark County has cost seven hundred dollars. Seven hundred and fifty, dude. Seven hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. So, so he's in trouble for damaging government property. Here, here, get it. I get it. But why on earth is it seven hundred and fifty dollars? Why are they spending seven hundred and fifty dollars on a boot? Outrageous. That dude. thing should cost thirty bucks maximum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
That means we're paying $750 a boot for living in Clark County. Ridiculous, dude. That being said, uh, I do know this because I've paid to get the boot off before. It costs like $350 to get it off. Why? I don't know. I don't know. They, They run you up, dude. It's a scam. Don't vote. If you're if you're a college athlete that doesn't get paid and you see that it's three hundred fifty dollars to get it off, forget it. Yeah, forget it. And I know a way to get it off myself. Yeah. no chance. Give me the friend. sawzall. Give me the laser, dude. I'm taking that thing off. So again, it's just another example. I'll of see like, you when I see they, you. They're gonna now. They're gonna make this kid out to be like he's like a felon or or like some danger to society because he lifted the boot off his car because he probably didn't want to pay $400 to get it taken off. Yeah, it's just fucking ridiculous. Get over yourselves, it's, Clark it's, County. I yeah. hate that place sometimes. Yeah. Man. That would never happen in Tuscaloosa. Nah. Can you imagine? I don't get it. Can you imagine if they put a boot on a player's car in Tuscaloosa? Like, oh, my God. Nick Saban would have that sheriff fired immediately. Yeah. He would have his soul. Did you watch the Daytona 500? I did not. I was I was keeping up with it on my phone and on Twitter. My boy Denny almost pulled it off, dude. Weird, weird, weird Sunday afternoon. They said my boy Denny was too good that he couldn't win. That's what Denny Hamlin said himself. Yeah. He he says he was too far out in front, got too, uh, got out of pit lane too fast. Mm-hmm. And since we know nothing about NASCAR, we won't analyze the race. Yeah. But I'll say this: we were waiting for the big one. I was. Uh, so I I was. Uh, oh, and boy, did the big one come! I was at the watering hole Sunday night and. Was watching the TV and I was like, "Is this live? The Daytona 500 is still on." And they were like, "Some guy at the bar was like explaining to me what restrictor plate racing was and this <laughs> and all this stuff." And, and dude, I'm telling you, I was in it. I dude, was into it. I NAS- was NASCAR, NASCAR guy. NASCAR guy at the bar loves telling you about NASCAR. And I mean, you know they, how I am. You know how I carry on conversation is that yeah. I just continually ask questions. Yeah. Because like, I'm just I don't know why I do it sometimes, but like. This guy clearly was loving it. Yeah. Like, Can you imagine us sitting down at the bar and explaining basketball to NASCAR guy? Like, that would never happen, right? That would never happen. They would never allow it. No, that would never happen. But NASCAR guy will tell you all about restrictor plate racing and drifting and, uh, you know, all these things. Well, he wanted to know why I was kept asking him where Kurt Busch or Kyle Busch was. Um, <laughs> You're the and, one Kurt Busch fan in the entire world. Well, I, I kept saying Kurt and Kyle because I didn't know which one was my guy. Yeah. But Busch was uh, 18 in the M&M's car. That's what he kept telling me, so... I'm just like. So, which one was that? Constantly. Uh, Kyle? That was Kyle? Mm. I bet he drinks Monster Energy. I'm not like sure. It's nothing, dude. I'm not sure. But he I'm... knocks it back. Anyway, he was involved in the big one in one really? of the final yeah, yeah, laps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in one of the final laps, which led to Mr. McDowell, Michael McDowell, um, whose name sounds like who? Uh, Michael McDonald. And how does he sound? Oh, 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 oh. He does that. He does that like in between every uh, word of the song. He like ad-libs so that's why i kept doing that earlier a natural talent yeah uh, michael mcdowell i think was 150 to 1 going off before the daytona 500 Sheesh, dude imagine that payday i bet mark derosa had like 60 thou on him <laughs> what do you think <laughs> do you think he that's slipped, possible he slipped at eight grand in before they uh before they took away his betting rights um all right let's talk about urban meyer but before we do want to tell you guys about john carr real estate spencer you know john carr i do know john carr would you vouch for his mvp candidacy i would vouch for his uh his credit score i would vouch for his moral character and i would vouch for his ability to sell a motherfucking house now let me ask you this would you consider him as a godfather to your unborn child I probably wouldn't go that far, but I, I he's a great candidate for Nobody that. Nobody would ask you to do that. It'd no, be crazy. No, no, no. But I wanted to test the limits and yeah, see yeah, how far yeah, we could yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. I needed to get a no out of you somewhere. Yeah. John Carr, call him. 912-228-0916. He'll sell your house. He'll help you buy a house. Um, 
any of the commercial residential um, real estate questions or concerns that you might have, call him and tell him that we sent you um, and he'll hook it up for you. Believe me, if you make the call to John, he'll make it happen for you. So don't try to do any of that real estate stuff yourself and don't try to become an expert on that in a day. Something that we're good at, Spencer and I, but most normal people. Yeah. Not I'm, I'm actually a little nervous that he's going to hear me curse during his ad read and be a little pissed about it, but we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Well, hey, you're going to have to live with that. You're going to yeah. have to sleep on that. 912-228-0916. Find him on Facebook as well. John Carr Real Estate. All right. Uh, Spencer Urban Meyer hired he did a strength some. and a conditioning coach. Then he accepted the resignation of said strength and conditioning coach. Two days later, right. one Chris Doyle, uh, who was made famous at Iowa for resigning, being forced to resign, f- being fired from there for allegedly being racist and conducting racist uh, like tones uh, throughout the program. So like verbal things, but yeah. also treating black people different than white people. So yeah. pretty serious stuff. Urban Meyer said he didn't give a shit about that and hired Chris Doyle anyways. Then the backlash came from the media. The dreaded media. Yeah. And Doyle resigns, presumably because Urban Meyer made a call and said, eh, never mind, sir. I don't understand. Like, what did they think was going to happen? I, I, Urban Meyer's not used to having anyone question anything he does. Think about the towns, yeah. the towns and cities that this man has coached in. I'm real woke on this, dude. Columbus, Ohio. Okay. He's a king. Gaines, yeah. Gainesville, Florida. He's a king. Wherever the hell he coached at in Utah wherever Utah University is, he's a king. So when he comes to the professional ranks, I'm just telling, like, it it feels a lot like it could be saving all over again. Yeah. Like, this just doesn't feel all that great. I'm, wo- I'm, I'm woke on this, dude. I think I think he knew. Congrats. Like, you're self-woking. Like, you're yeah, yeah, self-anointing. Yeah. No, 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 no. Listen, 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 listen. Okay. I'm, I'm a truther here. I'm here. I think he knew he was going to hire him and get him fired. So he hires him. He says, hand up. I shouldn't have done that. And then he gets rid of him the next day. So he gets to turn around and be like, look, I Credit. did the right thing. Credit to me. I think that's what's going on here. What's your take here? Yeah, no, that's possible, I guess. I would still err on the side that Urban Meyer was that tone deaf. Yeah. I really do think that he cared that little about what anyone else thought. Well, of course that's what happened, but that's really boring. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Well, okay, so let's talk about this then. Do we think that like uh, 0-4 start in Jacksonville this year with Trev Lawrence and – uh, Urban Meyer would that like cause immediate? I mean, can you imagine those? He's headlines? gonna get a year. You think so? Yeah, I no mean, as long what. as he doesn't go one in fifteen, zero and six, something like drastically bad like that. If he doesn't lose the locker room, that would be the main thing. As long as he keeps the locker room together and he hasn't had guys turning on him like a typical college coach coming to the pro ranks. You know what I mean? I think yeah. he's gonna get a year cushion. Well, he, you don't, he yeah, they Sean Conn's gonna give him a year, but I'm saying like the media and stuff like will. I just don't, I don't think he's going to get as much time as people think. I don't know. He just needs to hire Draymond as his uh, as his PR, and he'll be fine. <laughs> if if Draymond was the PR man for anybody, that place would get things done. Yeah, dude, he's got a career in PR after he after he hangs him up. Andre Drummond had to have been like after he saw that he had to have been like, thanks, man. Yeah, he was like that. Yeah, bro. Well, Thank well, you, well thanks, dude. That's sort of weird. I don't even know this guy. <laughs> Why? <laughs> he's very passionate about like. I mean, it's pretty nuts. He got all over the media, bro. Got some uh, trending stuff for you if you're interested on Twitter. I am. I am interested. Hit me with it. The Major League Baseball uh, 
organization now, Fangraphs, by the way. Major League tied, Baseball organization. Fangraphs is tied directly to Major League Baseball. Now. Okay. And like, you know how Saber metrics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, so Fangraphs is the one. So AL postseason odds, NL postseason odds are here. You ready for, you yeah. ready for the most... Uh, I can't. I've never seen this in my life in any preseason prediction in, right. in any sport. All right. Um, you've the built Baltimore it up. Orioles have a zero point zero percent chance of making the playoffs, according Whoa. to Fangraphs. So not less than one. Not less than. It's just zero flat. Zero. They have both zeros. Zero point zero percent. Put all your money on Baltimore. I don't understand how that. So it's so it's impossible. Yeah, that's what they're saying. It's not possible. <laughs> a few I guys don't get it. <laughs> that's not a few guys can't get hot. Some things break their way. They make a trade. Nothing. Nothing they do will so, get them into the playoffs. Okay, so for reference, Miami Marlins, point seven. Yeah, point seven. They almost won the NL East last year. Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, point four. Okay. The Dodgers have a 96.7%. The Orioles have 0.0? That's just mean, dude. You can't throw them a 0.1. You know what I mean? You can't edit some data and throw them a 0.1. Give me another headline. Well, on on this thread uh, on Twitter, the Tampa Bay Rays official account has chimed in four minutes ago. Uh, (laughs) It's just the... uh, it's just the Squidward, the Squidward meme of him, like, looking really, <laughs> looking really mean. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Bro, imagine, imagine. Fernando Tatis Jr. tweets, they didn't have to do the Orioles like this. <laughs> For real, dude. Imagine how all the Orioles feel right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just right. sitting back at home, that's how little they think of you. Can we do the NL East real quick? Yeah, do the NL East. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you the order of finish. You already know the Marlins are last in 0.7%. I'm yeah. going to tell you the order. I'm going to guess where they have the Braves at before you do this. All right. All right. I'm going to tell you first place is 81%. Okay. Second place, 67.8%. Third place, 24.6%. Fourth place, 13%. Okay. I bet you they have the Braves at three. They got the Braves at two. Really? Mets, Braves, Nationals, Phillies. Mets, Braves, Nationals, Phillies. Mets with a, an 81% chance of making the playoffs, so says Fangraphs. The Braves at 67.8% of making the playoffs. Nobody in the National League Central is higher than 36%. Right. Which is wild. 36%, 35 point four, 21.8. So, so some behind the scenes futures bet futures betting here. I follow this type of thing on Twitter. I'll go ahead and tell our listeners I've got a few units on Philly winning the NL East. On oh, winning the NL East. Winning the NL East. You son of a bitch. Well, I don't bet I don't bet with my heart. Of course I'm rooting for the Braves. Yes, the you entire, do. I'm I'm rooting for the Braves the entire time. You think I want the Phillies to win? No, huh? I'm saying you bet with your heart all the time. Yeah. But on this type of thing, I, I also do this because I know the NL East better than any other division in baseball. Hmm. I could totally see the, the Phillies winning it this year. We'll do a uh, lengthy baseball preview uh, yeah. later on in the month before the season starts. But I will just say that I am a really, really like fascinated to see how the NL East turns out. All those teams, Me too. You can make an argument for any one of them. No way the, the Mets win it, right? No, they stink. There's no, there's no chance. Disgusting. There's no chance. 
Get those fucking Fangraph things out of here. Their Mets are not winning the NL East. We know the, the Orioles aren't winning anything. They're yeah. not going anywhere. Zero no zero chance, chance, dude. Yeah. Um, what else you got? Anything else? I think that's it for me, man. Let's wrap it. Let's wrap it. Um, how do the people find you on Twitter? They if find they wanted me, to do that. If they wanted to. If you wanted to find me on Twitter, I am a fantastic follow. Follow me at Spencer Maddox underscore. Don't forget that underscore. It's at Spencer Maddox underscore. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Hot Grits. Trav, take us away. 10 seconds to go. Grant McCauley on Twitter. Braves Dansby Swanson won his arbitration case. Congrats to Dansby Swanson. Let's go. $6 million in 2021. um, And then he won't be in Atlanta again after next year. At at Jadon Sports for me on Twitter. At Podcast Grits for the show account. Hot Grits Pod at gmail.com. If you want to sponsor us for the charity bowling match, shout out to Brian Sigmund, Taylor Henson, and John Carr, who have already signed up to be sponsors. So thank you guys. Um, Until next time, uh, episode 53 coming up. We're about to celebrate our one-year birthday. We need someone to sing this happy birthday. Yeah, we do. That's got to happen. March 7th is our one-year birthday. If you know somebody that'll be funny to sing the happy birthday, send it in to us. Or just send in your your rendition of happy birthday, HBD to HB. HGP, HBD to HGP, right? Happy birthday. I don't know, dude. You just gave me an aneurysm right there. Stay safe. Wash your hands, you filthy animals. Peace.